0: What's your fantasy football podcast? Fantasy rankings, fantasy projections, fantasy news, fantasy advice, all for your fantasy team. Fantasy football podcast. What's your fantasy? This fantasy football podcast is... Recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh Anderson. What's your fantasy, your fantasy football team?
1: What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh, and you guys are listening to What's Your Fantasy Football Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening in. It's week 16 of the NFL season um, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you are still in your championship or still in the playoffs rather for your fantasy football league. Um, you know, this is week 16, so I'm likely going to go off the rails just a little bit, you know, that's, uh, you know, kind of where we're at as far as this season goes. Um, so, but I will, uh, you know, hopefully give you guys some good advice this particular episode, um, so you guys can win your championship this week. So, Um, If you're listening to this, hopefully you're in your championship, or maybe you are listening because uh, perhaps you're in a constellation bracket and you're trying to um, avoid a last place punishment, Um, or perhaps maybe you're trying to uh, figure out some good plays for uh, daily fantasy. So um, hopefully I can give you guys some good advice. What this episode is going to consist of is I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my fantasy outlook for um, all 32 teams. There are some teams that I'm going to go over very briefly. Some other teams I'm going to go go into more in depth, um, you know, just based on, you know, how many fantasy relevant players there are from that team. So let's just go ahead and dive into it, into our fantasy outlook for all 32 teams. I do want to mention very quickly that this is not your typical week in the NFL. Um, It's week 16. um, I'll tell you that it's Friday, December 21st. Um, And I want to say that, you know, usually there are Thursday night games. So I'll usually put out some content before a Thursday night game to kind of give my outlook on uh, the games that particular week. Um, This week was not the case because there is not a Thursday night game. Instead, uh, this week is, is much like last week. In that there are two games on Saturday, so there are two games tomorrow, Saturday, December twenty second. Um, there are the normal games on Sunday, and then um, there's a Monday night game as well. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, there there was not a Thursday night game, and therefore there was no content released for that particular uh, for that particular night. So um, the first matchup I have for you guys, um, you know, is Washington. At the Tennessee Titans, uh, Washington plays. Washington plays Tennessee in Nashville. Um, this is a really easy game for me to give my outlook on. There are very few fantasy relevant players in this game. Uh, we'll talk about them very briefly. Um, the as far as the, the the Washington Reds as far as the Redskins side goes, um, there's really only a couple players that I'm I'm really interested in starting. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really. Um, I'm, I'm very pessimistic about starting them this, this week. Um, you know the only reason you're starting them is is maybe um, you know maybe you're decimated at a, a particular position and you just are you just need to uh, throw somebody into your flex. So from the Washington Redskins side, um, the one big player I'm really interested in starting this week is Adrian Peterson. So I don't love that matchup. Um, if you're desperate, this is only for a desperation play okay so the Titans they give up the third fewest points to running back so you're only playing Adrian Peterson if you're very very desperate in this game I anticipate I expect the Redskins to get behind I expect them to get behind early um, which means I don't think there's going to be many opportunities for Adrian Peterson to um, to run the ball to begin with Um, and I don't expect him to really um, you know you're really banking on a touchdown if you're starting him so I don't anticipate. Um, I don't anticipate Adrian Peterson being a, a viable flex play this week. Um, you know, if I were doing rankings this week, he would fall outside of my top thirty. So, um, if you want to get sneaky in DFS play, I would maybe start Chris Thompson, depending on what his health outlook is. Um, but that's the only running back. That's the only running back I'm really starting in, in that scenario. I would only start Chris Thompson if it were DFS, just because I think they're going to the Redskins are going to get behind. Um, I know they're trying to make a playoff push right now, but I'm very skeptical of them making a playoff push. I don't feel like it's very likely. They're on their fourth quarterback. I think the offense is very brutal. Um, I'm really not interested in starting Jamison Crowder um, unless it was a a DFS play and I just had to throw someone in. Um, You know, from my understanding, Vernon Davis, both Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed are out for this game. Um, So, I mean, Jamison Crowder Crowder would only be – a volume play for me. So, and, um, you know, just based off of his usage in the past few weeks, I don't find it very likely that he's going to be, um, he's going to get that much volume anyways. So, um, I would not feel great about starting Jamison Crowder, uh, whether it be, you know, from in my championship or whether it be to avoid a, um, you know, whether it to be, or maybe your maybe your league, maybe this is, this is, a uh, maybe you're still in the playoffs, maybe your championships next week, either way, I wouldn't want to play Jamison Crowder this week. Um, the only one I'm, I'm really starting, and that that's, that's a long shot, would be Adrian Peterson. But again, he would fall out outside of my top 30 um, for this week, so if I were doing rankings. On the Titans side, there's not a lot of fantasy-relevant players, as far as I'm concerned, on the Titans side either. Um, the big one is Derrick Henry, so... I said last week that after Derrick Henry boomed against the Jaguars that I thought that Derrick Henry needed to be in your lineups at, at the very least needed to be a flex in your lineup for week 15. And, you know, I thought that after seeing what he did against the Jaguars, that he needed to get more touches in this offense and that he deserved to get more touches in this offense. And so, um, you know, it turns out that I actually, this was a good call on my part. One of the better calls that I've made this season um, you know, that was exactly the case. They got Derrick Henry 33 touches um, in week 15 against the, um, against the New York Giants. Um, so he goes, he goes crazy. Derrick Henry, he has 33 touches. He goes for 170 yards and two touchdowns. So this touchdown, you know, this player that we thought was very touchdown dependent, um, you know, a few weeks ago, he's getting the volume. I've said it before. You'll hear me say it again. Volume is king. Um, Thirty-three touches. I anticipate that the Titans are going to take a, a similar approach to uh, this game, just because Derrick Henry is is, is running so well. Um, so Derrick Henry for me, um, Derrick Henry for me is, is an RB one this week. So if he's been one of those guys that's been in your flex, in flex territory for you this week, you're very very encouraged and very pleased. Um, that you have him on your team because he could be a league winner for you I anticipate that he could win a lot of people their leagues um, so long as they are still in the championship or still in the playoffs for that matter so um, as far as the other players in the Titans offense um, I think because Derrick Henry is playing so well because he's running so well and uh, because of this matchup I, I, I think that the Titans get ahead early I think that you can't really start anybody else from this offense. So I think Marcus Mariota was really playing well before Derrick Henry was going crazy. But you know, the truth of the matter is that Derrick Henry, you know, he's been playing, he's been running so well that Marcus Mariota doesn't need to throw the ball anymore. So I would not feel comfortable starting Marcus Mariota this week. Um, not because of the talent and not because of the matchup. It's just uh, well, well, partially because of the matchup, but mainly because Derrick Henry is just running so well I don't think they're going to need to throw the ball in this game that often. So, um, with that being said, I think Corey Davis, he's not startable either for me. So, um, I don't anticipate, I don't expect a scenario where the Titans, uh, get behind in this game. I, I think that the Titans are leading this game from, from start to finish. They're in Nashville. They're in, they're at home. So, um, that is good, uh, for the Titans outlook. I just don't think that Corey Davis, you know, despite you know what the numbers may say, I I don't think that you can start Corey Davis and and feel very good about it, um, even though that the Washington Redskins they give up the tenth most points to wide receiver. So um, I would not feel feel comfortable um, starting Corey Davis. I expect Josh Norman, uh, cornerback Josh Norman, to shadow. Uh, Corey Davis, which is not good for his fantasy outlook. I would not be trusting Corey Davis this week. The next matchup I have for you is uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They visit the Los Angeles Chargers uh, tomorrow night at 820. Um, So I'll mention this one more time. Again, if you intend on starting any of these players from the Redskins, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chargers, make sure you guys put them into your lineup um, tomorrow before uh, 4:30 Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you guys do that. Um, don't be one of those guys that you know you intend on putting them in your lineup and then you forget to put them in and you don't realize it until Sunday morning. So um, again, the Ravens they visit the Los Angeles Chargers tomorrow night at 8:20. Um, there are some injury uh questions to for this game. Um, the big question on the Chargers side is Keenan Allen going to play? So Keenan Allen supposedly he's expected to play. Um, I think that. If he's playing, then you're playing him. So I know the matchup is not good. Um, So I think, you know, if you have an embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position, then I'm okay with you sitting Keenan Allen this week. Um, But if you took Keenan Allen in one of your drafts, then you probably took him in the second round. You probably don't have a whole lot of better options outside of Keenan Allen. Um, So I, I would have Keenan Allen in my lineup if he is playing. So, Uh, despite that the Ravens give up the fourth fewest points to wide receiver. And I guess the reason I'm okay with still starting Keenan Allen um, is, one, because of the talent. Um, They are at home, so I think that is good for Keenan Allen as well. And I think in addition to that, I don't believe that he's going to be shadowed by the Ravens' top corner. I think he's going to be shadowed by their slot corner, who um, I don't recall his name off the top of my head. But, you know, he's a good corner, but he's not as good as their outside corners. I think the Ravens are, are going to have to give some respect to Michael, uh, Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams. Um, so I anticipate that Keenan Allen still could have a good day here. Um, tough matchup, but I think that the, the Chargers have enough weapons that they can overcome this defense I think there's going to be scoring opportunities still um, I still expect Keenan Allen to have a decent day he's a wide receiver too for me this week Mike Williams goes crazy last week um, he has a huge game I talked about that the other day um, in another episode but um, I think Ke- I think I think Mike Williams um, Mike Williams he probably needs to be in your lineup um, you know I think that you know that was a good opportunity for Phillip Rivers and Mike Williams. Um, to build their rapport with each other. Uh, you know, I will admit that this is very anecdotal. So, I mean, there, there, there's not a lot of research that goes into this, but, um, you know, the one research side of this is that, you know, the the, the the Baltimore Ravens, they are more susceptible to tight end and to the tight end position. Um, I think that Mike Williams, you know, he is a guy that – he's not your ordinary wide receiver in the NFL, okay? If you, if you can – if you look up his – you know, like just to, you know, some of the, um, some of his, you know, his weight and his height and everything. Like he doesn't profile as a typical wide receiver. He looks more like a tight end. Honestly, if you look at him and you look at him playing like he, he looks like a tight end. I think, you know, the, the Ravens, you know, since they give up fewer points or the, or more points to the tight end position than they do wide receiver, I could see Mike Williams still being a good play this week. I don't think that just because Keenan Allen was out last week, um, that, that, that that's the only reason that Mike Williams had a decent day. I think that, you know, I, I still feel good about Mike Williams and his outlook for this week. So um, I would still um, have Mike Williams in. If nothing else, I would have him in as a flex this week. So um, I think that, you know, Keenan Allen being out did have something to do with um, his big game last week. But I think that Mike Williams could still have a good fantasy day here as well. Tyrell Williams is a guy that you know when we saw Keenan Allen go out last week, I think he was a big beneficiary um, as far as targets go. So um, he had over ten targets last week. He kind of moved into that the uh, slot role that Keenan Allen usually plays. Um, so if for whatever reason Keenan Allen is out, I think Mike Williams, excuse me, I think Tyrell Williams. Is a guy that you can kind of put in your lineup and hope that he um, that hope that he gets the same volume that he did last week. So, I don't think that he profiles as a Keenan Allen type of player. I think he is um, kind of Deshaun Jackson like. So he's kind of a boomer bust um, kind of guy. But his role changes when Keenan Allen is in the lineup. So, I think this is what I'm doing. If if Keenan Allen is out, then I'm playing Tyrell Williams. If Keenan Allen plays. I think Tyrell Williams is going to be on my bench. So, um, and that's just because I think, you know, if Keenan Allen does play, I think Tyrell Williams is going to be regulated to that, you know, Deshaun Jackson type of role where he's, you know, a go deep kind of threat. Um, So, and I think the Ravens defend that pretty well. So I would not be, um, I would not be optimistic about Tyrell Williams if Keenan Allen is in the game. Moving on to Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon um, he should be playing this week. So if there's any question in your mind whether he plays, I think he was very, very close to playing last week against the Chargers. Um, he's had a lot of time in between now and then um, to – between then and now to get prepared for this game. Um, so I think that – I think that Melvin Gordon is going to play this game. It's not a good matchup, um, but, uh, you know, I think that this offense is good enough that it can overcome – The Ravens and their defense. So the Ravens give up the second fewest points to running back. um, But L.A. the Los Angeles Chargers they are playing at home, which I think is good for them. I think it's good for their offense. Um, And I think this offense is good enough that they can still move the ball down the field against this good defense um, and still put up some some decent points in this game. So um, this defense is not scaring me. Um, I know they give up the fewest points to a lot of positions at you know fantasy wise. But um, I, I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not gonna. I'm not putting um, these guys on the bench because of this matchup, um, with the exception of Tyrell Williams that I mentioned earlier. So um, I'm starting Melvin Gordon this week. If he plays, I am playing him. Moving on to Philip Rivers. So Philip Rivers, like I said before, I think Philip Rivers. Um, like I said before, th- this matchup isn't scaring me away um, from any of these players, uh, with the exception of just a few. Um, and Philip Rivers is uh included in that list of people that I'm not um, I'm not benching because of the matchup. So um I think that there's enough playmakers in this in this offense that, you know, the Chargers can still move the ball down the field. I think they're still gonna have scoring opportunities. Um Phillip Rivers, I still feel good about starting him. Um, there are some other guys that I would be interested in starting over him, but um, you know, in all likelihood, you know, you you probably have, you know, Phillip Rivers and, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other guys that, you know, if you, if you know, maybe some guys were dropped to waivers that you maybe picked up. Um, I mean, I, I prefer Russell Wilson to Phillip Rivers. Um, I would maybe, um, I would probably throw in Matt Ryan over Phillip Rivers just because of the matchups. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared from this matchup. I'm not scared because of this matchup with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm still starting Phillip Rivers in one of my leagues, in a two-quarterback league um, and actually, a one quarterback league as well. So um, I'm not terribly concerned about this matchup. I think that Phillip Rivers is probably going to be fine. The next matchup I have is uh, Cincinnati uh, takes on um, the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, so the Bengals play the Browns in Cleveland at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Um, I think this could be a pretty fantasy-friendly day for, for guys that you have on either of these teams, so, um, but not all of them. So we'll start on the Bengals' side. So the Bengals, the only fantasy player that I'm really interested in playing this week from the Bengals is Joe Mixon. Okay, so Joe Mixon, um, you know he has, um, he has a big day um, last week um, against the Oakland Raiders. Um, Joe Mixon, he, he, ha- he goes for 129 yards, he has two touchdowns, um, so he has a big day, um, he rushes for 20, 20- he rushes 27 times in this game, so I think this is very, you know, it makes sense that they um, are putting the ball so much in Joe Mixon's hands because, you know, they have Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, um, they're, they're without A.J. Green. Um, I think that the Bengals are saying, okay, let's just give Joe Mixon as many carries as we can and hope to grind out a win. So um, I anticipate that this game is going to be very, very similar to that one. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to go into Cleveland. I think they're going to try to run the ball, then they're going to establish their run early um, and try to keep the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands um, and, and, just, and just try to grind this, this win out. So Joe Mixon, he's a must-start for me this week. I think you got to find a way to put him in your lineup if you haven't already done so. Um, on the Browns side, so I'll start with Baker Mayfield. This is a very, very fantasy-friendly defense. The Bengals defense, that is. Um, you know, the Bengals give up the second most points to quarterback. All right, so um, Baker Mayfield, he is a um, he is a start for me this week. I would be starting him. You know, if, if I had to, if I needed to stream a quarterback for whatever reason, you know, um, honestly, I prefer him over Jared Goff this week. I prefer him over Kirk Cousins this week. You know, just some of these guys that have been struggling as of late. Um, you know, I would throw in Baker Mayfield over those guys just because the Bengals' defense is just so fantasy friendly. They give up so many points to the quarterback position. Um, I would, I would, I would be tempted to put in Baker Mayfield um, this week. So um, the running backs. So Nick Chubb, um, I would be starting him this week. Pretty much at all costs so the Cincinnati Bengals they give up the most points to the running back position so um I anticipate that that Nick Chubb has a good game here um you know like I said the Bengals give up the most points to running backs I expect the Cleveland Browns to get ahead fairly early in this game I think that Nick Chubb has a nice day here as far as the wide receivers go um the Bengals aren't as good against wide receivers um you know, excuse me. The Bengals, um, they don't—they're not as fantasy friendly to wide receivers as they are some of the other positions. Um, but you know, they still—you know—give up a decent amount of points to the wide receiver position. Um, I would be, um, I would, I would still have Jarvis Landry in my lineup, despite the poor outing last week. So Jarvis Landry, um, if I remember correctly, he has—he has eight targets last week, and I believe he only had three catches. Um, so you were probably pretty disappointed by Jarvis Landry's output last week, but um, you know I'm still I'm still in on Jarvis Landry this week. I think there's going to be enough scoring opportunities, and I still like the volume. So, I mean Jarvis Landry is getting you know the bulk of the the, the targets in Cleveland, so um, he still comes in as you know if nothing else he's he's coming in for me as a as a flex option this week. So I think he probably falls out of my top 20, um, you know, if I were to rank my wide receivers this week, but um, but he would still be a viable flex option for me, especially in PPR formats, um, seeing as he did get eight targets last week. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They visit the Cowboys in Dallas, um, 1 p.m. 1 p. game on Sunday. Um, you know, I'm... <sighs> The Tampa Bay Buccaneers—they just took on the Ravens, which is a very, very difficult defense um, to play against. I, um, I, I think that I'm very skeptical of the Buccaneers this week. So, um, there are a couple of players that I'm interested in playing from there, um, from the from the Buccaneers, but um, there are not there aren't many. So, I'm going to start with Jameis Winston. So, Jameis Winston—he puts up a stinker last week, um, and I think the first thing we have to talk about, just based off this this season, I don't want people to forget, is um, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, you know, you know, if you've been paying attention to the Buccaneers this, this season, you, you know that there's been this you know you know first Jameis Winston was he was um, he was suspended the first three weeks of the season and um and you know and Ryan Fitzpatrick was just kind of lighting it up. He was lighting up the the league fantasy wise at least. Um, and then you know he eventually you know, Jameis Winston eventually comes back and then he gets benched and then then Ryan Fitzpatrick gets benched. And then Jameis Winston gets back in. And, um, you know, it seems like Jameis Winston has this job by the reins. I don't think – well, maybe not by the reins. But it looks like he's going to be the starter for the remainder of the season. So I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get put back in. So I think that's the biggest concern for Jameis Winston owners, or at least it was earlier in the season. I think it's still – you know, we still have to at least mention that. Um, With that being said, that's a very. This is a very tough matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, they do not give up many points to the quarterback position. Okay, so um, you know they do. I mean, they're not. You know, they're not to the caliber of you know the the Bills defense as far as quarterback points, or the Chicago defense as far as quarterback points go. But they they, they do rank in the top ten as far as giving the fewest points, um, giving up the fewest points to quarter, the quarterback position. Um, for fantasy points. So, um, you know, I think that the, the Cowboys, I think they're, they're probably going to put, you know, they're probably going to really, um, rush the passer here. I think that they have a good pass rush. Um, I expect that the the Dallas Cowboys, and this is very anecdotal. Um, the Cowboys, I think they're going to get after Jameis Winston, put a lot of pressure on him, um, because they know that this is a passing, this is a pass first offense. Okay. Um, you know, the Buccaneers, they do, um, you know, they run a lot of three wide receiver sets. Um, they are a, a, an offense that is designed to pass. Um, I anticipate that the Cowboys are probably going to um, rush the passer quite often in this game. I don't think Jameis Winston is going to have a lot of time to throw in this one. So um, I'm sitting Jameis Winston, especially against, especially after that stinker last week. I think this defense is comparable to – the Ravens, at least somewhat, so I don't anticipate Jameis Winston having a good game here. I'm putting him on the bench. Um, as far as running backs go in this game, the Cowboys are tough against running backs as well. So um, they they do they, they have the sixth fewest points against running backs this season. Um, I would feel very uncomfortable about starting Peyton Barber this week. I know he had a pretty decent de- decent day last week, but I'm hesitant to start him this week against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys at home, I I think the Cowboys that come out, they probably play well, you know, they're fighting for that playoff spot. Um, you know, the the Redskins and the Eagles both are right on their heels, um, for for the, in the playoff picture for that, that division. I, I think that the Cowboys, I think they get back on track here in week 16. I think that they, they play well, um, especially their defense. So I think that, um, you know, I would have to sit Peyton Barber as well. Um the only pass catcher I feel like you can really trust in this offense is Mike Evans. So um Mike Evans I think um you know he he hasn't had um some he hasn't had really any um spectacular games recently. So he had pretty good yardage total last week, but it was only on four catches. So um he's not catching a lot of his passes. Um you know it's it's you know is his his production has been um, pretty underwhelming, to, you know. Just just based off of the volume he's getting, um, you know, I'm a little concerned about Mike Evans, but you've likely gotten here because of Mike Evans. I don't see a scenario where you can just sit Mike Evans, you know. If you know, unless you just have an embarrassment of riches, um, you you're starting Mike Evans here. You know, he's I see him as a wide receiver two, um, you know, with wide receiver one up, upside. So tough matchup against the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, they do give up, um, the Cowboys, they do give up the, um, third fewest points to the wide receiver position. So, um, but I think you still have to put, uh, you still have to throw, uh, Mike Evans in there. Um, you know, he had a tough matchup last week against the Baltimore Ravens, but he still managed to give you a decent fantasy day. The only, um, you know, as far as Adam Humphreys, um, and Chris Godwin go, Chris Godwin, you know, last week he has three, three targets. He fails to bring in any of them. Um, it was a tough matchup with the the Baltimore Ravens defense, but the Cowboys are even tougher on wide receivers. I would not feel comfortable starting Chris Godwin um, this week. I, I think that, you know, Chris Godwin, he is a boomer bust kind of guy. He's kind of Deshaun Jackson like. Um, so I, I think that you have to keep him out of your lineup this week. I I, I don't feel comfortable starting. Uh, Chris Godwin this week, nor do I feel comfortable starting Adam Humphreys. So Adam Humphreys, who was a very relevant player in fantasy, you know, just a few weeks ago, um, you know, it seemed like he was catching touchdown after touchdown, after touchdown um, last week, he only has four catches for 23 yards. I believe, you know, as a very pedestrian day, and this is a tough, this is, this is also a tough pass defense. So I don't think that you can go into this game with Adam Humphreys as a starter and feel very good about it. So I think I would have to regulate him to my bench. Um, I could see him as a low-end flex, possibly, depending on what your other options are. Uh, But I don't feel great about starting him this week. And lastly, we'll talk about Deshaun Jackson. I don't think he plays in this game. Um, I don't think the the Buccaneers really have any reason to rush him back. Um, So I, I don't anticipate Deshaun Jackson playing in this game. He's listed as questionable currently. So there's a chance that he'll play this weekend. But I don't think that you can feel comfortable starting him this week just because... Um, you know, he is a boomer bust kind of play. Um, if he's questionable right now and, and they, don't, they haven't listed him as likely to play yet, then that tells me that he's likely not healthy. So um, I, don't, I don't know how good you could feel about throwing Deshaun Jackson out there, um, a banged up Deshaun Jackson at that, and, and, and feel comfortable with the doing so. So I would have to put him on my bench this week. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Detroit Lions Sunday at 1 p.m. in Detroit, the first player I'd like to know here is Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins has, you know, if he's on your team, he's been pretty abysmal lately. So um, he's got he's probably burned you several different times this past these past few weeks. Um, he has had one game over twenty points in the past six games that he's played in. So um, you know he's just been kind of brutal lately, and um, I think partially that's because of performance. I think another part of that is because Dalvin Cook has returned to the, you know, and he's, and he's, he's, it looks like he's healthy. He's running well. Um, I think this team is trying to find its identity. So, um, you know, this team does have a good defense. I think there have been moments where, you know, they have not shown that they've had a good defense, but I think this team wants to be a run first team. They want, they want to run the ball. They want to play good defense. And I think that's how they want to win games. So, um, you know, interesting, you know, I don't want to go off the rails too much here, but it's interesting that they threw all this money at Kirk Cousins, um, when it seems like that's what they wanna do. Um, you know, but whatever, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't know I, I'm not sure what the what the what the deal is there. But anywho, um Kirk Cousins, you know, from a fantasy perspective, um, I don't know how I would feel comfortable starting Kirk Cousins this week. Um he had under seven points uh, against Detroit when they played in week nine. Um, he's only surpassed 20 fantasy points in the last six games. I, I don't know how you could, you know, he's also, I mean, it's clear that the the, the Baltimore, excuse me, the, the Minnesota Vikings, they want to run the ball. I think that Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray had a combined 35 touches last week. Um, granted, that was in a blowout win, but it looks like to me that the Minnesota Vikings want to run the ball um, take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. I don't feel comfortable starting Kirk Cousins this week. He would be on my bench. Um, you know, the only way he would not be on my bench is in a two-quarterback league. Next player I want to talk about is uh, Adam Thielen. So Adam Thielen has been pretty um, underwhelming as of late. So, um, you know, a player that was, you know, much of the season was the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Um has, has failed to, um, he, he, you know, he, he barely has, um, a hundred yards in his past three games. So, um, you know, against Miami 19 yards against Seattle, he has 70 yards. That's a tough matchup, but you know, then against new England, 28 yards, you know, he gets, gets bailed out with a touchdown that week. Um, but you know, it, it looks like, you know, Adam Thielen has kind of fallen off recently. Um, he does, Probably in all likelihood, he's going to draw Darius Slay this week. Um, you know, unless you know, unless that unless he, he unless he decides to cover unless they decide to have him cover, uh, Stephon Diggs. I don't find that very likely. Although I don't remember what they did in Week Nine. I don't remember if if, you, if Adam Thielen was covered by Darius Slay. Um, you know, but you know, in Week Nine, Darius. I mean, uh, when they played Detroit. Adam Thielen has four catches for 22 yards and he gets bailed out with a touchdown there. So I don't think that you can sit Adam Thielen this week. Um, You know, I'm starting Adam Thielen this week, but to be honest with you, I don't feel great about it. You know, I, I, I feel like um, this offense is changing. So this offense seems like it wants to run the ball and play good. And, and, and just from a team perspective, it looks like they want to run the ball and play good defense. I don't see them um, wanting to throw the ball, um, you know, thirty-five times a game. I just don't. I don't think that's what they want to do. I think they figured out that that's not what their identity is. That's not what they need to do. They want Kirk Cousins to be a a, um, you know, a um a game manager and just grind out wins by playing good defense. So, um, I would have to, you know, I would have to sit Kirk Cousins in a 10 team league in a 12 team team, a 12 team league for that matter as well. Um, I would start, I would, I would only start him in a two quarterback league. Um, you know, if, if, if I, um, I would only start Kirk Cousins if it were a two quarterback league. As far as Stefan Diggs goes, I think he's a must start this week. I think that, um, you know, it's, 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 there's a decent chance that Adam Thielen draws, um, Darius Slay. Um, you know, I, I think that it, you know, Stephon Diggs could possibly draw St- Darius Slay here, but I think the upside is just too high. I think you got to start Stephon Diggs and just and hope that he finds the end zone for you. Um, like I've mentioned before, this offense it appears to have changed quite a bit. So um, if you have Delvin Cook on your team, I think you have to start him, and I think you're starting him with a lot of confidence, actually. I think that he probably has a big day here. Um, I would feel very good about starting Dalvin Cook this week. All right, so on the Detroit side of the ball, um, Kerryon Johnson, he gets uh, put on injured reserve. It's pretty disappointing that, you know, he he goes out on injured reserve. Um, I was really, you know, looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what this guy could do, you know, and we did get to see a little bit of what he could do this season. Um, But, you know, he gets regulated to injured reserve. So if you're still on your team and it's not a keeper league, make sure you drop him to waivers, pick up somebody. Um, whether you have, I mean, if you have to block, if you have an opportunity to block your opponent then then do so, um, by, by grabbing one of their handcuffs or grabbing, you know, maybe a good defense or, you know, that somebody that's that, that, that could improve your opponent's lineup. So, um, as far as the Detroit side of the ball, goes, I don't think I'm interested in starting anybody from this team. So, you know, Matthew Stafford has been absolutely brutal this year, you know, um, and I can't exactly blame him too much. um, He's without two of his main receivers. Um, I guess it, depending on the way you look at it. I mean, Golden Tate um, has been traded away. Marvin Jones is now on on injured reserve, I believe. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a brutal year for Matthew Stafford. You know, a guy that has been, you know, you know, kind of flirting with top the top, you know, fantasy top ten finish, pretty much um, the last several years. Um, he's just been kind of brutal. Um, he he's he hasn't surpassed twenty points in, his last, um, in his, his last seven or eight games or so. Um, so I would I, I don't imagine a scenario where you're starting Matthew Stafford here. It's a tough matchup with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I don't know how you could trust Matthew Stafford in your lineup this week. I think Matthew Stafford's top target, um, Kenny Galladay, is going to be swallowed up by Xavier Rhodes. So I would not feel good about starting Kenny Galladay this week. Um, you know, I know he had a pretty, he had a really good game last week, despite having a tough matchup with Tre'Davious White. Um, that was really perplexing to me, but um, I think this week is going to be a different, different case. I think that he's going to be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes. I don't think that he's going to get much separation from him, um, and I don't think that he has a, a particularly good week this week. So I would have to put um, a, a, the only way I could start Kenny Galladay is if I'm looking at it from a pure volume standpoint and and hope that. He can get enough separation from Xavier Rhodes for Matthew Stafford to hone in on him. So, um, the one you know, the one good thing about this matchup for Kenny Galladay is that you know the Detroit Lions are just so razor thin at their skill positions. Um, You know, I just don't know who the the Detroit Lions are going to rely on in in this offense. So, um, you know, they got a a quarterback. Excuse me, they have a they have a running back on injury reserve. Um, They traded away their top receiver um, their number two receiver that is on injury reserve. I I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who else they can go to in this offense other than Kenny Galladay, but I don't like the matchup with Xavier Rhodes. Next matchup we have is the New York Giants take on the Indianapolis Colts, um, Indianapolis. So this, uh, I'll talk about the New York Giants first. So, um, as far as Eli Manning goes, if Eli Manning is on your team and you've been relying on him, um, then may God have mercy on your soul. Um, you know, he's been, you know, pretty brutal this year. Um, I would not be starting him this week. Um, I think this is a tough matchup against Indianapolis. They're pretty pretty tough against, um, against wide receivers. Therefore, I think they're going to be tough against um, Eli Manning as well. So I would not be starting him on the road against Indianapolis this week. Um, your Odell Beckham Jr. is... Has been declared out. Um, I am not particularly interested in starting um, any any um, of the other wide receivers um, for the Giants this week. So the Indianapolis Colts have been quietly very very good against wide receivers from a fantasy perspective this year. So um, they're giving up the sixth fewest points to wide receivers. Um, so I would I would not be tempted to put Sterling Sterling Shepard into my lineup. Um, Eli Manning, you know, he's just been brutal this year. I I don't have much confidence in him being able to get the ball to Sterling Shepard. Um, I would not be tempted to start Sterling Shepard this year or this week, um, or any other wide receiver, um, from the New York Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley, um, he puts up a kind of a disappointing day last week, but you're still starting him this week. Um, the Colts, um, the Colts, they give up the, um, they do give up you know they 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 they're pretty good against the run um, you know but but it's still Saquon Barkley you know this this offense is going to run through Saquon Barkley he's a generational talent um, so you're starting Saquon Barkley this week hope and hope that he falls into the end zone has a you know 100-yard game or so um, Evan Ingram so I want to talk about Evan Ingram just a little bit um this might be a guy that maybe was dropped to waivers you know a couple of weeks ago or earlier in the season uh, maybe some fantasy managers got you know got um frustrated with him but I think with Odell Beckham Jr. out I think that um, Eli Manning is probably going to rely on Evan Ingram um a little more than he was before so I think that you know and this is very anecdotal this is I think that they were wanting to get Evan Ingram involved in the offense more when Odell, De- Odell Beckham Jr. was out, um, you know, just like they did last year when Odell went out with an injury for the year. I think that um, Evan Ingram, you know, and we saw it last week, he had a pretty decent game. Um, I think that he's going to get more involved this week. Um, I, you know, and right now with the tight end position so thin, um, you know, you're, you're hoping, you know, if you can get somebody that's going to get volume – In an offense from um, a tight end so if you can get a tight end that's going to have that volume then you want to start him so i'm I'm starting um evan ingram this week the indianapolis colts are okay against the tight end position um but right now as you know at this point you're just trying to find somebody a tight end that that's going to get the volume for you Um, on the other side of the ball we have the indianapolis colts so the indianapolis colts um, Andrew Luck, I think he, he needs to be in your lineup this week. So, um, the Indianapolis Colts, um, they're a throw first team. Um, the, the New York Giants are, you know, kind of middle of the pack as far as giving points up to the quarterback position. Um, you know, but I think it's, it's Andrew Luck. You know, this is a good offense. It looks like T- T.Y. Hilton is going to play this week. Um, so, I think that bodes well for Andrew Luck's fantasy outlook moving on to we'll talk about T.Y. Hilton um, so it appears that T.Y. Hilton is going to play this week but make sure you monitor this make sure you have a backup plan um, you know this is a 1 p.m. game on Sunday so you should be able to pick up somebody um, you know or, or, or make some sort of backup plan um, just in case T.Y. Hilton doesn't play but it looks like he is going to play this weekend so um, assuming that he does play, um, the Giants—they give up. Uh, the Giants—they actually—they actually are pretty tough on wide receivers, um, but I think that T.Y. Hilton can probably buck this trend here against the New York Giants defense. Um, I think that T.Y. Hilton is Andrew Luck's favorite target. Um, I, I, I anticipate that you know T.Y. Hilton probably has a decent day here. Um, probably not a great day against a tougher Giants defense, but. At the same time, I think there's going to be opportunities here. You know, with Odell Beckham Jr. out on, you know, for the New York Giants, I think the Giants, you know, are a pretty lackluster offense, you know, and I hate describing them that way because Saquon Barkley is amazing. But I think that it would be tough for me to think that um, the New York Giants are just going to keep scoring with relative ease and, and hold on to the ball for, a majority, for the majority of this game. So I anticipate that the Colts are going to have plenty of scoring opportunities, and that's why I think that Ty Hilton probably needs to be in your lineup this week. Um, as far as Eric Ebron goes, so Eric Ebron, um, you know, it's been pretty miraculous to see what Eric Ebron has done this year, considering you know how high people have been on him in the past, and you know people were calling him a bust. They talked about how Odell Beckham Jr. was taken before or after him, rather, in the draft, and and. Um, how you know the Detroit Detroit Lions whiffed on on that and uh, you know but but you know Eric Ebron um, you know he's a guy that you know with with Jack Doyle out like he's been getting the volume and you know with the with the you know the state of the tight end position in the NFL right now um, you know he's a must start you know you got to put Eric Ebron in your lineup unless you know maybe you took a uh, maybe you took a Travis Kelsey late and you picked up Eric, Eric Ebron on waivers later, um, you know, I think Eric Ebron probably needs to be in your lineup unless you just have one of those, um, no brainer start, you know, tight end starts that you need to have in your lineup like Zach Ertz or, um, you know, Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey, um, you know, guys like that. Um, uh, Marlon Mack. So Marlon Mack, um, Marlon Mack has a good game last week. Marlon Mack, uh, goes for 139, uh, rushing yards, uh, 10 receiving yards, two touchdowns, um, so he has an excellent week last week. Um, you know, this is kind of how Marlon Mack has been this year a little bit. You know, when he um, started getting healthy, you know, he came out, had a, had a pretty decent game against the Jets, and then he went, you know, blew up against Buffalo, blew up against Oakland, and then he kind of came back down to earth, um, and then he blows up against Dallas, which was kind of perplexing to me. That was a bad call on my part. I didn't have Marlon Mack very very high last week, um, but I got him back. Uh, he's back in my good graces this week. I think he has a good day against the Giants here. Um, you know, we've seen in the past that um, the Giants, you know, they can be ran on. You know, they've there have been some um, games this year where running backs have had good success against the Giants. Um, so I anticipate that that um, I anticipate that Marlon Mack has a good day against the Giants here also. Um, the Giants give up the eighth most points to the running back position, so um, I have Marlon Mack inside my top fifteen rankings for this week. I'm really impressed by what Marlon Mack's done. I'm really um, interested to see what he does in the future and 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 how you know what he can do um, for this uh, for this team going forward. Next matchup we have is the um, Buffalo Bills. Um, they take on the New England Patriots at 1 um, at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Um, so, you know, this is what I got for you as far as this game goes. So the Buffalo Bills, um, they've got themselves a quarterback. So I'm really interested to see what the Buffalo Bills can do with Josh Allen. Um, you know, if you're in a dynasty league and Josh Allen is out there, I would be going to pick him up. So you know the rushing is there. So the rushing, you know, I know he doesn't put up a lot of rushing numbers this past week. He does rush for, rush for a touchdown, but in the weeks before that, you know, I think I believe his numbers were like you know he had he had he had hundred 100 yards rushing in one game, another 100 yard rushing game, a 90 90 uh, yard rushing game. So I'm really interested to see what Josh Allen can do. He's very very athletic. Um, If he can get the passing going, then he's going to be a very dangerous quarterback in the future. Um, He's one of those guys that I'm probably going to target next year in my draft because I like to take quarterbacks late. I don't like to spend a lot on quarterbacks. I don't like to spend an early draft position or if it's an auction league, I don't like to spend a lot of money on, um, on on quarterbacks. So he's a guy I'm targeting next year in my drafts and and, uh, hope that he pans out. So um, as far as this game goes, the New England Patriots, they are uh, pretty good um, or pretty bad, rather. They're pretty bad against quarterbacks. So um, they do rank in the, um, in the top 12 um, as far as giving up the most points to co- the quarterback position in fantasy. So um, I have Josh Allen as a, as a start this week. So he's a guy that I'm really interested in starting. I think his floor is very high because of his rushing um you know so even if the passing isn't there you know worst case scenario you know if he has 100 yards rushing which isn't out of the question we've seen it before these past few weeks you know if he has 100 yards rushing then that's 10 points right there for you so um i have Josh Allen as a start this week i am even tempted to start him over guys um you know like you know your 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 Philip Rivers and your Ben Roethlisberger, you know Drew Brees has been pretty uh pedestrian lately he's lost a lot of momentum so Um, you know, here's the thing. If you're in a, maybe you're in the championship this week and maybe you're up against a guy that has been putting up a lot of points and maybe you can admit that maybe you shouldn't be there in the championship. Maybe you swing for the fences on a guy like Josh Allen. Like if he has a 30 point game for you, that could win you your week. So, um, I'm perfectly okay with swinging for the fences with Josh Allen this week. Um, I'm tempted to do so in one of my leagues as well. Um, you know, really the only fantasy, uh, only other relevant fantasy player for me, this week, um, and that's for me. I, I guess I will talk about some other ones here in a, in a moment. But Robert Foster catches my eye. So Robert Foster, very quietly, has had some very, very good production these past few weeks. So, um, and I think so a lot of people were thinking it was going to be uh, Zay Jones was going to be the big uh, beneficiary when we, you know they started um, when they started you know making some cuts and and making some moves. Um, but Robert Foster has been kind of the guy that's really benefited. Um, these past few weeks, so he's had, um, you know, just in the past, in the past, his past five outings, he's had 105 yards uh, receiving, 94 yards receiving, um, 104 yards receiving, 27 yards receiving, and then 108 yards receiving. So he's had over 90 receiving yards in four of his past five games. He's also had two touchdowns in that stretch, um, but one of those games he did only have one catch for 27 yards. So he is a boomer bust play, um, you know. One thing that if I was playing DFS this week, I would be tempted to start uh, Robert Foster um, and stack him with Josh Allen. So, um, you know, he has that big play potential. Um, I have him on my team uh, in one league that you know I may have to sit Keenan Allen this week if he doesn't play. Um, I am inputting Robert Foster if Keenan Allen doesn't play because honestly, I'm in the championship in one of my leagues and I probably shouldn't be. So um, he's a guy that, I think you ha- he has to – he warrants some attention. I think that you um, – if he's out there if um, nothing else, pick him up just so you can block your opponent from picking him up. You don't want to get beat um, by a guy that uh, inputs Robert Foster and he has like a 120-point 100, – you know, 120-yard game and a touchdown. So, um, But, he, yeah, he's a guy that I'm interested in starting this week. LaShawn McCoy um, – and well, I'll just go ahead and group all the other running backs in this conversation as well. I'm not starting any running backs from the Bills. So – um, I, I couldn't even tell you if Lashawn McCoy is out or not. I have no interest in starting Lashawn McCoy. I have no interest in starting any of the backs there in Buffalo. Uh, Lashawn McCoy has two touchdowns the entire year. Um, you know he just isn't breaking off these big these big rushes. So I just have no interest in starting him. I think the the ceiling is just so painfully low for him when this in this offense. Um, I like what the Bills are – you know, mostly I like what the Bills are doing as far as the franchise goes, and, and I like what their future may hold, but I'm not, I can't start LaShawn McCoy with any confidence. Um, out of New England, the New England Patriots, uh, biggest news for them is Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon um, has been moved to the commissioner's exempt list. Um, rumor has it that he wants to take some time away from football to get – you know, to focus on his mental health. Um, I'm not going to try to go off the rails about Josh Gordon and him playing in the NFL, whether he's going to be playing in the future, whether he's not going to be playing. Um, that's, uh, that's a time that's, I think there's time for that in another discussion. Um, but if he's on your team, um, you know, honestly, I don't really care if he's a dy- in dynasty, if you're in dynasty or if you're in a keeper league or a redraft, I'm probably dropping him. Um, you know, unless you just have nobody else to pick up. So, um, I would probably... You know, either try to block my opponent, or I would um, try to find a handcuff to one of my running backs just in case something happens. Um, you know, I, I would. I, I don't see a lot of. Um, I don't see a lot of value in holding on to Josh Gordon this week. We'll move on to Tom Brady. So Tom Brady um, has been pretty brutal this year, and honestly, I don't see that changing this week. Um, this week, he goes up against the Buffalo Bills, who give up the fewest points to quarterback, the fewest. So. During a year where Tom Brady has been not the Tom Brady we're used to seeing, um, I can't confidently put him in my lineup and expect good production from him this week. I I just can't do it. I don't think that – I know he's the greatest of all time, but I would not be putting Tom Brady into my Week 16 lineup. Um, Like I said, the Bills give up the fewest points to the quarterback position. Um, I think the only way I would start him is if I was in a two-quarterback league and I just had no other options. So – you know, I, I don't I would not be putting Tom Brady into my lineup this week um, as for um, other players in this offense um, I, I'm I don't feel good I don't feel very good about the running backs um, in this Patriots offense so there's Sonny Michelle there's Rex Burkhead um, there's there's James White and I think that you know, Buffalo has been pretty good to running backs as far as fantasy points go, but you just don't know who it's going to be. You don't know who uh, this has been the, the, the problem in the past with the exception of, you know, a couple of weeks ago in this season, um, you know, before, you know, earlier in the season, we, we knew like, okay, it's James White and it's Sonny Michelle. and We know that that's going to be, it's going to be those two guys. And so they were very, very fantasy relevant for several weeks. So, but now, um, you know, with Rex Burkhead eating into the, their production, um, it looks like this offense has kind of fallen off a little bit. I'm just concerned. I'm concerned about Sonny Michelle. I'm concerned about James White. I don't think Rex Burkhead, I don't think anybody's thinking about starting him, but I'm, I'm concerned about um, those two running backs this week. So Sonny Michelle, who has had some really good games this, this this season, like he's put up some RB1 numbers in some weeks, I don't know if I feel confident in starting him. Um, You know, I I would look for other options um, because really what you're hoping for is you're hoping for um, him to fall in the end zone multiple times. So um, I think that's really the only way you can feel confident in in starting him this week. Um, You know, the the Patriots, they do give, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills, they they do rank in the um, top 10 as far as most points given up to the running back position, um, but I just, man, I, I would be nervous about starting Sonny Michelle this week, just based off of what I've seen from the eyeball test the past, the past couple weeks. All right, moving on to the wide receivers for the New England Patriots. So, um, you know, there's really no surprise here that the Buffalo Bills, they give up the fewest points to the quarterback position. Uh, they give up the fifth fewest points to uh, wide receivers as well. Um, so it's not good. This is not a good matchup for Julian Edelman. Um, you know, I I don't really can't think of I can't really think of any other relevant wide receivers for the New England Patriots. I mean, I guess there's Chris Hogan, but I don't think the volume's there for him. I would not be comfortable with starting Chris Hogan just because of the you know the lack of volume. Um, I think Julian Edelman could be somebody that you could start just in PPR leagues um, and hope that he has you know eight catches and, and gives you a nice floor there. Um, but I'm, I'm nervous about the wide receivers for the New England Patriots this week. You know, Rob Gronkowski just against my against Miami just just two weeks ago, he has 170 yards, or excuse me, he has 107 yards and one touchdown. And you think like, okay, Gronk is back, but um, then you know he has a pretty favorable matchup, at least what I thought against um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he only has two catches for 21 yards. Um, you know, I I'm nervous about Gronk so I think he kind of fooled us a couple weeks ago um you know when he had a decent game against the Dolphins but the Buffalo Bills defense they give up the third fewest points to the tight end position um this offense just looks so out of whack um they don't look right you know and I know that there have been times in the past where we we think we you know we kind of get down to the Patriots and then Bill Belichick finds a way to get him back but it just doesn't look right to me. The offense doesn't look right. Um, I'm nervous about Rob Gronkowski this week. Um, you know, I think if you can hang your hat on anything, um, he's been removed from the injury report this week. Um, but I, I just don't feel good about Rob Gronkowski this week. Um, if you have him on your team, you probably don't have any you – you likely probably don't have other better options. Um, but I'm very nervous about Rob Gronkowski um, this particular week against a tough – Buffalo Bills defense. All right, the next matchup we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, take on the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Um, I think it's it's pretty clear now. Like if you've been paying attention to Miami, you know that the Miami Dolphins play better at home. Um, you know, especially you know their offense. It seems like um, as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars go, the only relevant player for me is Leonard Fournette. So I I can't have any confidence in starting their quarterback. I can't start any other wide receivers. I feel very nervous about starting any of those guys. The only one I'm really interested in starting is Leonard Fournette. I don't feel great about it, um, you know, because there have been some times where he just hasn't capitalized on on decent matchups this year. But I think Jacksonville, you know, assuming that Cody Cody Kessler is starting this week, I think they once again rely on the run in a big way. So I think that Leonard Fournette's going to get plenty of work in this game. You'll probably see a little bit of Carlos Hyde, I I imagine, but I think I think Jacksonville probably puts the ball in Leonard Fournette's hands quite often in this game. I think just from a pure volume standpoint, he needs to probably be in your lineup. On the Miami Dolphins side, so um, you know you're not considering Ryan Tannehill. Hopefully, you're not considering Ryan Tannehill in your um, in your Week 16 lineup. Um, You know, I think that this Jacksonville defense is still it's still decent against um you know they haven't shown it this year but I I would be nervous about starting um you know I would be nervous about starting a quarterback or a wide receiver um against this team you know because there is still talent on the other side um you know they do um you know even though it may not seem like it they they still give up the fewest points to wide receiver they give up a few points to the quarterback position you know where I'm really interested in starting um, a player from the Miami Dolphins is um, at running back. So, you know, we saw a couple of weeks ago, you know, Derek Henry just completely tore up the Miami Dolphins. Um, I could see a scenario. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility um, for Kalen Balazs to have another good game here. So Kalen Balazs, um, who I believe last week had, uh, he had 12, uh, 12 carries. Um, he had 12 carries. Uh, and he had 123 yards I I think that he is and he has a he has Kalen Balazs who has 12 carries he runs the ball 12 times last week for 123 yards and a touchdown Um, I could see a scenario where Kalen Balazs gets quite a few um, quite a few carries in this game so I think that um, you know I, I think Kalen Balazs could be in store for a big day here you know, this is a guy that it was talked about over the summer, but you know, he kind of we kind of forgot about him, you know, because Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake and um, Adam GaSe for that matter. Um, I think that Kalen Bullock. I think the talent is there. I am interested to see what happens this next game. I could see. Um, I, I am okay with flexing Kalen Boulogne this week, um, you know, because he could. He could. I mean, he could have a decent day here. I know that. You know, I mentioned Derrick Henry earlier this week you know earlier in this episode um you know ha, you know he had a huge game against Jacksonville a couple weeks ago I'm not anticipating that out of Kalen Balage. I think Kalen Balazs and Derek Henry are completely different players um you know I, I think that I don't anticipate Kalen Bellage going beast mode like Derek Henry uh last week but you have to admit that you know Kalen Balazs against a good Vikings defense you know was very very efficient he had 12 carries he had over 120 yards so I, I I think that Kalen Bellage could be in store for a big day here I prefer Kalen Bellage to guys like Kenny Stills um, Kenyon Drake um, I think I prefer him over Sony Michelle um, as crazy as that sounds uh, so just to name a couple of names but you know just there's some there's some teams out there that that seem to have some offenses that look very lackluster, you know, you know, and and you know, so I think that there is some upside there with Caleb Balazs, and that's why I'm willing to take a chance on him. I I think that, you know, te- some teams have to, had success uh, running the ball against the Jaguars, so that's why he will likely be in uh, a lineup for me this week. Next game we have is the Green Bay Packers take on the New York Jets in New York. Uh, They play Sunday at 1 p.m. I think this is a good day for the Green Bay offense, okay? So um, the New York Jets, they give up the second-most points to the wide receiver position, okay? So this is a pass-first offense, Um, you know, really Devontae Adams – Um, I think you can make an argument for him being the number one wide receiver uh, this week. So um, he has a good day last week against the Bears. I think that continues into this week. Like I said, they give up the second most points, the Jets. The the Jets give up the second most points to the wide receiver position. The only team that gives up more points to the wide receiver position is the New New Orleans Saints. So I feel good about this matchup. I think that Aaron Rodgers – and Devontae Adams have no problem uh, moving the ball down the field against the New York Jets. Um, You know, this is a team that just got torn to shreds by DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't think DeAndre Hopkins – I don't think DeAndre – I don't think Devontae Adams is DeAndre Hopkins, but, um, you know, because of the volume and and because I think Devontae Adams is also a very talented player, I think that – I think Devontae Adams has a good day here. I think Aaron Rodgers has a good day here. And I think Jamal Williams has a good day here. Okay, they're just they just went up against a very very difficult um, Bears defense, and I think they get back on track this week against a pretty lackluster New York Jets uh, defense. I think the the Jets are tougher against running backs, um, but I think there's just going to be plenty of scoring opportunities. So uh, for me, Jamal Williams. Um, I think he is a good play this week, even though the Jets are tougher against running backs. Um, I think that there's just going to be plenty of, uh, plenty of opportunity for uh, Jamal, William, Jamal Williams to um, to get carries. So now that Aaron Jones is on injured reserve, I think Jamal Williams is a guy that you have got to get into your lineup. You know, last year we saw, you know, when when Aaron Jones went out, Jamal Williams just got loaded up with so many carries that, you know, he wasn't terribly efficient with them, but he just got so much run that his, his, his floor was just so high that, you know, he was catapulted into, uh, you know, I believe he was top 10 for several weeks at the end of the season. So I think Jamal Williams is a guy that you've got to get, um, into your lineup some way, somehow, just because. You know, because of this offense, I think this offense is going to be able to move the ball down the field against the Jets. Um, So I think there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities for Jamal Williams. Um, Jimmy Graham, um, I I, I don't feel comfortable starting Jimmy Graham this week. Um, The Jets, you know, they give up um, far fewer points to the tight end position than they do any other position. Um, So I I don't feel good about starting um, Jimmy Graham this particular week. Um, especially with a broken hand, um, I, I would not have him have him in my lineup this week. The New York Jets' outlook for me, um, you know, there's only a couple guys that I'm really considering starting this week from their side. Um, as far as Sam Darnold goes, he actually proved me wrong last week. He actually comes out has a decent game um, against the, the Houston Texans. I think a lot of that plays a lot, a lot, a lot, of what plays into that is that you know it was a home matchup for them, as is this matchup as well, um, you know. And if you look at his, if you look at his stats, you can tell like you know his home matchups are significantly better um, than when he plays away. So he he does score more fantasy points when he's at home. Um, however, I mean this guy he doesn't he's he only has um, you know he, he's only had. One fantasy finish over twenty fantasy points. Um, I, I don't feel good about starting him. If I'm in the, if I'm in, you know, I, I don't care what you know where you're at as far as championship. If you're trying to avoid a, um, if you're trying to avoid a punishment, uh, I would really be um, looking elsewhere to start. You know, try to find somebody else to start. Um, whether it's whether it's two quarterback league or not, um, he falls outside of the top thirty for me. Um, outside of the top twenty, rather, um, I just I would not feel comfortable starting him even at home against Green Bay. Um, I would not be wanting to start Sam Darnold this week. With that being said, I think that there are some pass catchers in this offense that you could consider um, for this for your Week 16 matchup. And the top of the list for me comes. Um, at the, top of the, at the top of the list for me um, would be Robbie Anderson. So I talked about Robbie Anderson last week. I actually talked him up last week. Um, Robbie Anderson, you know, what the question is with him is, is he going to get enough volume to be fantasy relevant? So he he's a talented player, um, but there have been times in the past where you just don't know if he's going to get enough volume um, that you can feel comfortable with him being your in your lineup. And last week, Robbie Anderson – Um, he had 11 targets and he had um, I believe he had 7 catches so he had 7 catches on 11 targets Uh, he had 96 yards and a touchdown so um, I mean he's the top option in New York so I think that he's somebody that you've got to get into your lineup Um, you know if if nothing else he needs to be in your flex Um, I have him as a wide receiver too I, I had a solid one at that the Green Bay Packers actually give up um, quite a few points to the wide receiver position, so they give up the fifth fewest points to the wide receiver position out of all 32 teams in the NFL. So those are, um, the, you know, that that is very promising. That's very encouraging for his fantasy outlook this weekend. I think the Green Bay Packers get up. Uh, I think they get up in this game. I think they get up early, so I think there's going to be opportunities for Robbie Anderson to uh, return fantasy value. So, you know, with Quincy and out. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson just does not have much competition. Um, I don't think he has much competition here f- for targets. So, like I said, last week he had 11 targets. Um, if a wide receiver is getting 11 targets, in all likelihood, they probably need to be in your starting lineup. So that volume, um, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again, volume is king. So if you can get 11 targets out of a wide receiver, in all likelihood you probably need to start them no matter who they are. So I think Robbie Anderson is a pretty talented player, so he needs to be in your lineup this week. Um, I think, uh, I think Chris Herndon is a guy that, you know, if you've been just decimated at your, you know, as far as tight end goes, maybe you're in a, maybe you're in a 12 team league and, you know, you picked up Chris Herndon cause you just, you, you, you didn't have anybody else that you could rely on. He, he would not be somebody that I would want to start this week. I would not feel comfortable starting him this week. The green Bay Packers give up the fifth fewest points to the tight end position. So, um, I Again, I think that Robbie Anderson... I think this is going to be a big Robbie Anderson game. I think they hone in. I think Sam Darnold hones in on Robbie Anderson this week. Um, I don't think Chris Herndon has a good day here. I'm very nervous about Chris Herndon. Um, as far as Elijah Maguire goes... Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about Elijah Maguire. Um, again, this is from a volume standpoint. So... Uh, Green Bay is okay against running backs. They're not great. They're not awful, Um, you know, but I would feel fairly confident about putting um, Elijah McGuire into my lineup. Um, I think in deeper leagues, he could be considered an RB2 if you've just been kind of decimated, um, you know, at that spot. Um, If nothing else, I think you could slide him into your flex and feel fairly comfortable with doing that. So. All right, the Houston Texans take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly uh, this Sunday at 1 p.m. I'm excited about this game. I think this is going to be the best game, um, second to the Pit- uh, Pittsburgh taking on New Orleans. I think we're going to be um, I think we're going to be very entertained by this game. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. I think that um, you know the Houston Texans are a pretty hot team taking on the Super Bowl champs in Philadelphia. Um, I'm excited to watch this one. I think it's going to be a good one. So, um, you know, I think there's going to be a decent amount of scoring in this game, possibly. Um, And and I think that's because these teams, um, you know, just because of the matchup, I think that they, I think this this could be a good scoring game. So I think we'll see enough throwing in this game. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see a whole lot of running. So I'll talk about that here in just a second. So um, Deshaun Watson, um, I think he has a nice day here. The Philadelphia Eagles give up the ninth most uh, fantasy points to quarterback. So I think that Deshaun Watson, I think he has a good game here. You know he's been playing pretty well. Um, you know that connection with DeAndre Hopkins is as strong as ever. You know he, he just he just lit up DeAndre Hopkins last week for 170 yards and two touchdowns. So I think that um, I think that Deshaun Watson has a nice game here, as I do. Um, as I also think that. DeAndre Hopkins has a nice game here as well. So um, the Philadelphia Eagles, they give up the third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. So um, this is an excellent matchup for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to win a lot of people their fantasy leagues this year. So, um, you know, he's absolutely blown up these past two weeks. Um, I'm hoping that that continues into this following week. Um, and i think that everything is kind of lining up for that to happen so um, we'll see what happens but i feel very good about DeAndre Hopkins this week um I, I, we'll see if that bold prediction um or if that prediction rather if that um reigns true or not so feel good about DeAndre Hopkins this week um hopefully um you know he's not he's not you know held back by that ankle injury that he experienced um last week um i guess that's kind of to be determined so Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens as far as that goes. He is listed as questionable for Sunday's game. Um, you know, but I think he's going to play in this game. He's a tough guy. Um, you know, he, he practiced in limited fashion. Um, these, you know, these past three days. Um, but I still feel good about him playing this week. I think it's going to happen. I don't see him sitting out of this game. You know, it didn't look like the injury was too terrible. It didn't look, it didn't look notice, you know, apparent like what he had done. Um, so I, I think he's going to play in this game. I don't see him sitting out of this one, especially you know with with you know the Super Bowl champs playing in Philadelphia. I think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to want to play in this one. I think he's I don't think he's going to sit out of this one. Um, as far as Lamar Miller goes, he is questionable to play, um, and, and you know here I, I don't really feel great about playing him anyways. Um, you know I would rather to be honest with you, I would rather him be declared out just because I think it would make it easy for, um, fantasy owners to make a decision on him. Um, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they aren't as tough on running backs as as they, as they have been in the past. Um, but you know, I think it would just make things a little bit easier. Um, as far as, you know, knowing whether to start him or not. So if he starts, if he plays, I'm probably going to start him, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of, you know, I think they're 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 starting to figure it out at least a little bit, you know. I think that maybe having Nick Foles in there, I don't think Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz, so I'm not gonna go all hot takey, but I think that maybe this team has got a little spark, you know, they just they just beat the Rams last week. Um and, and, and maybe um, you know, just a little change here and there has as maybe rejuvenated this team a little bit. Um, and so I don't like I said if Lamar Miller is playing I'm probably going to play him you know at least in a flex role if nothing else Um, but if he doesn't play I'm not really interested in any other running backs here I I think that um, there have been some players in the past that have had success against the Philadelphia Eagles run defense but I don't have a whole lot of confidence in starting Alfred Blue this week Um, the only way I would pick up alfred blue in one of my leagues is if i was trying to block a lamar miller owner from getting him so um you know i would have no intentions of actually starting alfred blue this week so um i just don't trust him i I don't think it's uh you know i think it's an okay matchup i don't think it's a terribly good matchup either so i personally will not be starting alfred blue in my lineup i will be starting lamar miller but i'll be starting him reluctantly um As far as the Philadelphia side goes, um, I'm not – I have no interest in starting Nick Foles. Um, I think it's great that he was Super Bowl MVP, but no, I'm not starting Nick Foles. Um, I don't really care what matchup it is. I'm I'm not starting Nick Foles in in any scenario. Um, That's just – that's way too much trust for me to put into a a backup quarterback. So, um, moving on to the pass catchers in Philadelphia – Um, Alshon Jeffrey is really the only wide receiver I'm interested in starting. So, um, I don't doubt Golden Tate's talent, but it kind of remains to be seen, you know, how they intend on using Golden Tate, you know, his usage is just not there. I think it could be a good bargain next year in next year's draft. Um, you know, because I think this offense will be back. I think this offense is going to look good next year with a healthy Carson Wentz, but the time being golden Tate is just kind of an afterthought in this offense so you know for me it goes this is how the ranking goes as far as pass catchers go in this offense it goes Zach Ertz Alshon Jeffrey golden Tate maybe and then Nelson Aguilar so um, and I think you can make an argument for Nelson Aguilar over golden Tate perhaps so I don't think that I feel comfortable with starting um, a guy like Golden Tate, just, you know, with his limited usage. I think Golden Tate actually is on the field for more snaps than Nelson Aguilar, but I also think that um, Nelson Aguilar is more familiar with the offense. He has more of a connection with Philadelphia and their quarterbacks. So I, in no scenario, am I starting Golden Tate. I don't care if it's DFS. I don't care if I'm in the championship, if I'm in last place and I'm trying to avoid, a, a you know, a last place punishment. I'm not doing it. I'm not starting Golden Tate under any means. Um, so Alshon Jeffrey, it seems like Alshon Jeffrey has this connection with Nick Foles. We saw it during the Super Bowl last year, and it seems like we are seeing it this year as well. So, um, you know, the last time, um, last game, rather, um, Alshon Jeffrey, he has a nice game here. He has, um, he has, Uh, he has eight catches for 160 yards, doesn't manage to find the end zone, but, um, still a fantastic day. As far as, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, especially with what we've experienced from him, um, you know, for the past, you know, five weeks or so, um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey has a very, very nice day here against the Los Angeles Rams at that. So, um, I think that we can kind of see something similar from him against Houston. Um, I would feel comfortable starting him. He's a solid our, our, uh, wide receiver, too, for me this week. Um, Zach Ertz, um, I can't imagine you being hesitant about Zach Ertz this week, but for whatever reason, if you're like not feeling great about Zach Ertz and his matchup, um, I don't know why you would be feeling that way, but let's just say you do. Um, the Houston Texans give up the seventh most points to, tie, the, to the tight end position, so you got to feel good about um, Zach Ertz going up against Philadelphia this week. Um, I think he has a nice day here. Excuse me. You have to get, feel good about Ertz going up against the Houston Texans this week. He has a good matchup here. As far as the running backs go in Philadelphia, this has turned into a full-blown uh, running back split between Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams. So um, Josh Adams, I believe he got 15 carries last week. Wendell Smallwood, he got 10 carries last week. Uh, Wendell Smallwood falls into the end zone twice, Josh Adams falls into the end zone once. Um, so I mean as far as touchdowns go, you can see, you know, it 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 looks pretty apparent what Philadelphia wants to do, wants to get, you know, in the red zone, they want to run the ball. But you know, you just don't know who it's going to be, you know, and and that's just um you know, I feel like it's a little too risky. To start one of these guys because you just don't know who it's going to be that's going to fall into the end zone. Um, I don't feel comfortable starting either one of these guys. You know, during this week, um, it, it would be very, very tough for me to try to get them into one of my lineup. Just knowing, you know, how few touches they're going to get. Um, you know, I like the opportunity against um, the Texans because I think they're going to be able to move the ball down the field through the air, and so I think there's going to be scoring opportunities. Um, I just can't say. You know, I'm that, all that confident, you know, in, in starting one of these guys and just hoping that one of them falls into the end zone. The Houston Texans, they give up the, uh, the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. So I don't think you can really expect Josh Adams or Wendell Smallwood um, to get the yardage totals you need to carry you this week. Um, so really what you're relying on is you're relying on touchdowns. And um, – I don't feel good about depending on one of these guys for a touchdown when you just don't know who it's going to be that's going to be on the goal line. So, like I said before, Wendell Smallwood he has ten carries, he falls into the end zone twice, um, and then and then um, Josh Adams he gets fifteen carries, he falls into the end zone once. So I just don't I'm not confident about either one. I would have to put them both on the bench this week. It's just too risky for me. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons uh, take on the Carolina Panthers at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Um, I think this is going to be a very fantasy-friendly game for um, the Atlanta Falcons. I think there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities. Um, you know, Taylor Henneke will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Um, Cam Newton will be out. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But as far as the Atlanta Falcons side goes, um, I think you're going to fire up a lot of these guys. So um, you know, Matt Ryan, I think there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities for him. Um, he will be a start for me this week. Uh, the Carolina Panthers going to give up the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, I feel good about Matt Ryan this particular week. Um, I know he um, he's had his ups and downs this particular season. But, you know, in week two when they played Carolina, you know, he put up 272 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he had a 30point game so I feel good about Matt Ryan um, against the Carolina Panthers this week as well um, you know I think that he has a nice day here um, so I, I got him as a start this particular week um, as far as Julio Jones goes he's obviously a start after all he is Julio Jones um, he could very well be the um, top wide receiver for this particular week um, he has a good matchup with the Carolina Panthers the Panthers give up the eighth most points to the wide receiver position. Um, So I feel good about Julio Jones this week as well. Uh, I think the big question for a lot of people is Tevin Coleman this week. Um, You know, Tevin Coleman, he's a guy that has been, um, you know, everybody expected him to kind of come in and take all of um, the work that Devonta Freeman would have had. Um, and you know, he just hasn't really done all that much with his touches this, this year. So, you know, he was, and partially that was because he was sharing some with Edo Smith. Um, but I, I just, you know, he's been, you know, just kind of a guy, like he's given you like kind of some decent flex, you know, uh, numbers. Uh, I mean, some people might, you know, uh, argue that he's given you RB two numbers. Um, and honestly, it just kind of depends on the, on the week. Um, you know, but there's only been just a handful of games that he's surpassed, uh, 100 yards rushing. He's only had two, uh, 100 yards rushing games, uh, 100 yard rushing games. So, um, you know, Tevin Coleman, I, I, um, I, I can see why someone would be hesitant to start him this week. I, I actually am going to start him this week. Um, you know, he had a good game against the Carolina Panthers in week two, of this year he had 107 yards rushing he had 18 receiving yards um you know I feel good about starting him this week especially knowing that Edo Smith is out um he's not going to have any other competition for those carries um and he's coming off a big game as well so you know I think that the the Falcons probably get ahead in this game I feel like they get ahead pretty early um you know without the Panthers starting quarterback in there Um, I think that Tevin Coleman will probably get enough touches in here to warrant RB2 numbers. So um, I feel good about Tevin Coleman this week. Um, Another question that some people may have is Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley um, has been way, he's just been so up and down this year. And there's just no way I would feel comfortable starting him in this, this scenario. I think that, you know, because I expect the Falcons to get up and get up pretty, get up big pretty early in the game. Um I think these are both you know, both these teams aren't great, but I think the that the the Panthers are probably in worse shape right now. So I expect the Falcons to get up earlier in this game rather than later. Um I expect the Panthers I expect I expect the Falcons to get up in this game uh probably pretty early in the game. So I think it's gonna be more work for Tevin Coleman. So um, I have Tevin Coleman as a start this week I don't think that Calvin Ridley can be in your starting lineup. I don't think Calvin Ridley can be in your starting lineup just because I don't think there's going to be enough opportunity for him to um, to get, get targets. So um, I don't see any reason for Matt Ryan to air it out to Calvin Ridley because I don't think they're going to be in a scenario where they need to. Um, one pass catcher I am interested in, other than Julio Jones from this offense, is Austin Hooper. So Austin Hooper put up an absolute dud last week, Um, failed to bring in, you know, any target, any catches, Um, you know, he he puts up a goose egg. And so I imagine, you know, if if you had him on your team or if somebody else in your league had him on on their team, um, you know, either they lost their matchup or maybe they dropped him to waivers, regardless if they won or not, Um, you know, maybe sitting out there. I actually like Austin Hooper this week. The Carolina Panthers – Give up the third mo the Carolina Panthers give up the third most points to the tight end position. So um, I feel good about the Panther about this matchup with the Panthers this week. Um, I think that Austin Hooper will likely find the end zone here. He has been battling with you know some injuries, um, so it is worth monitoring and making sure that he plays. But he played last week. Um, I-, I have no reason to think that he won't play this week either. So. Um, I feel good about Austin Hooper this week. I think he could be a viable tight end one this week. Um, On the Carolina side, like I mentioned before, Cam Newton is out um, with a shoulder injury. This is something that's been talked about quite a bit, Um, you know, in recent weeks. You know, it looks like Cam Newton isn't the same Cam Newton we've seen in the past. Um, He just can't really throw it downfield. He's not getting full rotation um, with his shoulder um, and and his upper body. So I I don't, um, you know – I'm, I'm glad that the Panthers finally did shut him down. this is the right decision. Um, you know they need to take care of their franchise quarterback, um, especially a guy that is um, you know he is more likely to run than other quarterbacks. I think they just got to protect him and it's the right decision to, to bench him. so uh, Taylor Henicky comes in in his place. this is a guy I really don't know anything about um, so I can't of course um, Gary I can't I can't recommend that you start. You know this guy. I don't know anything about him. Um, I I could see somebody trying to swing for the fences and start him in uh, daily fantasy possibly. Um, but uh, you know, it, you know, just because I think that's I think that the Falcons get up early and they're going to be forced to throw the ball. But um, you know, he's you know, I, I don't think that this is a guy that we that really warrants any attention. So we're going to move on. Um, with that being said, the pass catchers here. Um, you know, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, I think you have to knock them down quite a bit. I'm not starting any of these guys. Um, I actually dropped DJ Moore, um, about a week or two ago because, um, it was very apparent to me how bad Cam Newton's shoulder injury was. Um, so I I just dropped DJ Moore to waivers. I didn't see any scenario where I'd ever start DJ Moore. So, um, I have no intention of starting any of these guys. I'm just not interested in starting any of the wide receivers, um, I'm not interested in starting Ian Thomas for that matter. Um, you know, the Falcons—they're a team you, you don't really have to rely on the tight on your tight end to uh, to move the ball down the field. So I don't think that I don't think that the Carolina Panthers do that here either. The only reason I think they might is because you know you have a, a, an experienced quarterback in. Um, he might rely more on the tight end position to move the ball down the field, but. Um, you know it's just too risky for me I don't have any interest in doing that Um, I think this is a big Christian McCaffrey game so the running game has been working Christian McCaffrey is running like a like a madman so I don't have any reason to think that they're going to stop doing that so I think that Christian McCaffrey has a nice game here I think he gets involved in the passing game as well Um, I I think that Christian McCaffrey um, he, he could be another one of those guys that could win you your league so have Christian McCaffrey and DeAndre Hopkins on your team um, you know you you might have this thing already locked up um so um you know I, I'm, I'm very envious if there are any listeners out there that have both of those players on their team next matchup we have is the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona um, at 405 on Sunday Um, We'll talk about the Los Angeles Rams really quickly. Um, Jared Goff is not a guy that I can trust right now. So um, his, um, you know, his production has just been down lately. He doesn't look right. Um, This offense doesn't really look right either, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I'm really nervous about Jared Goff this week. I would not feel good about starting him uh, this particular week. It just, it makes me too nervous. Um, I would look for other options, um, and, and and hope for the best. If he goes off, he goes off. Um, I, just don't, I just don't really trust him. I think that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for him to score in this game, but the problem is that the Rams could get up so big so early that this could be just a big running game for the Rams. Um, I could see the Rams just relying on the run in a big, big way against the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are just an absolutely abysmal team to watch. They're really, really bad. They lack a lot of playmakers. Um, I think the Rams get up big, and I think they get up big early. I don't see this being a big passing game for Jared Goff. Um, with that being said, I think that you have to start, um, you know, a couple of the Rams wide receivers. Um, you know, you're of course you're going to start um, Robert Woods. I think you have to start Brandon Cooks. Um, but as far as Josh Reynolds go, I think that's an interesting name to bring up here. Uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, he gets lit up with targets last week. Um, If you're really, really desperate, you know, he could be a guy that you could plug in, um, you know, in DFS or, you know, if if you're just, you know, you know, maybe maybe you're in a really deep league and you have Keenan Allen and maybe Keenan Allen doesn't play and you just you have to pick up somebody, Um, you know, in PPR scoring, Josh Reynolds could be a very, very good play seeing as he got a lot, a lot of targets last week. So um, if he can come down with some of those this week, then he could have a very, very high floor and an even higher ceiling. So I would feel good about um, Josh Reynolds if I was just, you know, really, really desperate. That is um, Todd Gurley. Um, it looks like he's expected to play in this game, but I would not be surprised if they'd pull Todd Gurley at halftime. So I think that the Rams get up big early in this game. I think that a very, very likely scenario is that. Todd Gurley starts the game. Um, you know he they get ahead, and then they could throw somebody else in there running back for the remainder of the game. It's the it's the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are absolutely brutal to watch. They are not a very good team. Um, they struggle to put up points. They struggle to play defense. Um, I think that we could very well see a running back like, like John Kelly this week. I don't, I'm not saying to go pick up John Kelly and start him this week. I think that if you are a Todd Gurley owner and you don't own John Kelly already, then that is a very, very foolish and risky thing to do. I think that he is somebody that you have to have on your team. Um, If you are playing an owner with Todd Gurley, I think that it is a good idea for you to go pick up John Kelly um, just in case Todd Gurley does not play. And so that you can block your opponent, Um, you know, I think that you know either way though, I don't think that you can unless we hear otherwise unless we hear that Todd Gurley is out this game. I don't think you can start any of the back any of the Rams backups, but you know if Todd but I could definitely see a scenario where Todd Gurley starts this game and he gets pulled early because the Rams just get up they get up early. Um, they just get up big very very early in the game. Now I could see a scenario where that happens because Todd Gurley, gets them there so Todd Gurley could score two touchdowns in the first half and you know they could I mean the Rams could very well be up 28 nothing in the first half so um you know if that happens then you're still happy with Todd Gurley and his you know what 60 yards and two touchdowns for the first half so you're still happy with that but um you know I just think that it's worth mentioning that you know they he they, they could get up big early on in the game so um just something to note there um, as far as Arizona and their outlook, um, fantasy outlook, um, you know, hopefully nobody's considering or, or needing to start Josh, uh, Josh Rosen, um, last week, Josh Rosen gets pulled for Mike Glennon. He has a very, very bad game. Um, you know, hopefully Josh Rosen comes out and has a, a, you know, does a little bit better, performs a little bit better just for David Johnson's sake and Larry Fitzgerald's sake. Um, I think that Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he he could be a viable option in a PPR scoring um, just because he, he should get enough targets in this game, um, hopefully, just because I think that, that the Cardinals are going to be pretty behind from the, the get-go in this one. So I think just from a pure volume standpoint, um, he could be a viable option. You know, he, he, he did have seven catches last week for 82 yards. Um, pretty decent as far as you know PPR scoring goes. Um, that was against the Atlanta Falcons when they were the Atlanta Falcons. They, they I think they won forty to fourteen. So I, I could see a uh, you know I could see a scenario where Larry Fitzgerald has a nice PPR day here. So there, there's really nobody else in the offense that R- Josh Rosen can throw to. So um, other than David Johnson, um, but you know as far as just strictly wide receivers and tight ends, I think Larry Fitzgerald is really the only guy. That uh, that that Josh Rosen has that he can like he can rely on uh, to to throw it down the field to. So I think um, I think Larry Fitzgerald could be in your flex, and you could feel fairly confident about it, just because I think the Rams run away with this um, early and put Arizona in a spot where they have to throw the ball. Um, as far as David Johnson goes, now here is my take on David Johnson. So David Johnson, um, you know during week. Um, I believe it was week two uh, David Johnson has a, a pretty brutal day against the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. The, um, they played at the, they played in Los Angeles. Um, they played at the Ram stadium. Um, David Johnson has 48 rushing yards. He has three receiving yards. Absolutely brutal day for David Johnson doesn't end up in the end zone. Um, you know, this is a tough one to evaluate for me. So David Johnson, who is a borderline RB one, um, I think that you have to start David Johnson. So, and here is the reason why I say you have to start David Johnson. And you have to, um, I, I, this is the reason. This is my, this is my, my reasoning for starting David Johnson this week. If you have David Johnson on your team, in all likelihood, you got to the championship because. You just happen to luck out, all right. Most championship weeks are in week sixteen, and the reality is is that you're if you were a David Johnson owner, um, you know, unless you traded for him, um, I, I if you drafted him and you know, and or unless you made some other trades this season to improve your team, you probably shouldn't be in the championship, okay? Like just because. You know, David Johnson hasn't been the RB1 that you expected him to be. And so your draft probably suffered and your team probably suffered because of it. So this is what I think. I think that you have to start him because, one, you probably shouldn't be in the championship anyways. Um, And you're probably going to have to put up a decent amount of points during your championship week. So I feel like you have to leave David Johnson in there and hope that he has a 20 point game Um, because if you throw somebody else in there, they could have a 10 point game, but that may not make any difference in your, in your matchup for this week, if that makes sense. So this is, here's an example. I'm going up a team. I'm going up against, um, you know, I'm, I'm playing in the championship this week in one of my leagues where the draft is an auction draft. So you can pretty much construct your team. However you want, if you want to play, if you want to, if you want to pay, next to nothing for quarterbacks you can do so and spend you can if you want to spend all your money on running backs you can do that if you want to go all wide receivers you can do that um if you want to you know not even draft a quarterback you can do that so you know this particular team that I'm facing this week has Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott on the same team so they're gonna get a lot of points from their running backs this week um in all likelihood, I'm probably going to lose, okay? Because I feel like, you know, in, in my, my particular team, I own David Johnson. So I don't feel like I should be in the championship right now. Um, so my, re- my, my thing is this. I'm going to shove all my chips in the middle and just let the chips fall where they may. So I feel like David Johnson, um, you know, he could put up a stinker like he did in week two. But he could have me a 25-point game. So I think I'm going to throw him out there and hope that he has a 25-point game. Because if he doesn't have a 25-point game, I don't have a lot of confidence in winning this week. I think that my chances are better of winning, starting a guy like David Johnson, than starting a guy like Elijah McGuire, who could have 60 yards and a touchdown. Okay, so... I think that you know David Johnson. He is boom or bust this week. He is either going to have a six point game or he's going to have a twenty five point game. Okay, I don't think that there's a lot of in between for him. I think that those are pro- that's probably what his range of outcomes is. And so I think that a safer plays a safe a safer play is probably a guy like an Elijah McGuire or maybe a Kalen Balaj who could have. 12, 13, 14 points, but do I think that that's going to win me my week, my matchup, my championship? Probably not. During a week where I feel like I need to put up a ton of points, I feel more comfortable playing a guy like David Johnson who could have a huge game, whose ceiling is way, way higher than a guy like Elijah McGuire, who is more likely to um, you know, probably his range of outcomes is, is between 10 and 14 points because of his volume, but his ceiling isn't that high. So I feel more comfortable going with a guy like David Johnson, who's ceiling is sky high than to go with a guy who is more likely, um, to have a 10 plus point game, but less than 15 points. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. I'm going all in on David Johnson. I think that he gives me the best chance to win my matchup, because I feel like I have to put up a crap ton of points this week. So if you're in the championship this week and you have David Johnson on your team, I think that you have to start him and hope that he just booms, okay? I think that you just need some things to go right for you. Shove your chips in the middle and hope for the best. That's my take on David Johnson. I hope that it works out for you. Next matchup we have is the Chicago Bears. They go up against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm taking a very anecdotal approach to this game. So I'm not going to pay attention to stats because I feel like this offense has changed so much over the past few weeks with Chicago. Um, You know, at the beginning of the year, we saw them, you know, they were doing more passing. The wide receivers are getting more involved. And now it's just different. Like, it is very clear what this team is doing now. Okay, this team, they are really relying on their defense in a big way. Um, I believe Chicago, um, you know, they their offense, it runs through the running backs. You know, it runs through Tariq Cohen, and it runs through Jordan Howard. Um, I think those guys, I think both those running backs are guys you need to start this week. Okay. Um, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for them against a bad San Francisco team. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to score. I think there, those are two guys you need to have in your lineup this week. As far as Mitchell Trubisky goes, I think that he probably needs to be in your lineup as well. You know, he is a good rushing quarterback that keeps his floor high, you know? Um, so unless he just decides not to run, which that has happened before, um, you know, I think that he's going to have a decent week here, okay? So um, even though this is a run-first team, I think Mitchell Trubisky still has a good day here. Um, I would still feel confident in starting him this week. As far as the wide receivers for Chicago, I'm going to say the same thing I did last week. We just don't know. We don't don't know. We don't know who it's going to be, okay? It could be somebody. Somebody could have a big day here for the Bears, the Bears wide receivers. It could be Allen Robinson. It could be Taylor Gabriel. It could be Anthony Miller. But we just don't know. We don't know who it's going to be. You know, that's just the truth. I mean, I think that, I think these guys are talented, but we just don't know who it's going to be because the offense just runs so fluently through the running backs that there's just not enough volume to go around for all their receivers. And on a given week, you just don't know who it's going to be. So I would be very hesitant to start any of the wide receivers for Chicago. Um, The the one I feel best about is Allen Robinson, especially in your championship week. I think he is the guy that has the um, most potential to have a 25, 35 point game for you. Um, So he's the only one I'm really interested in starting in your championship week. I think because the tight end position is just so decimated, you've got to start Trey Burton um he has a decent week last week. I wouldn't expect that this week, but you're hoping that it happens. Maybe it does happen for him. So, um I would be starting him this week just because I likely don't have any other options. In fact, there's one league I know of that I don't have any other options. I'm starting I'm, pro- I'm I think you're probably starting Trey Burton unless you just happen to snag a guy like Eric Ebron or somebody. Um San Francisco. Really the only I'm 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 hesitant to even start anybody from the San Francisco offense this week. The Chicago Bears are just so good on defense. Um, I mean, this could be a team that we that we you know as far as defense defense goes, we could be talking about them for a while. We could be talking about them for a long time. Um, I think that the 49ers, you know, I think that really the only person you can really rely on in this offense, and I and I I'm hesitant to even say that I would rely on them is Matt Breida. And I think that's really based off of pure volume. So, um, you know, I don't expect him to have a hundred yards rushing. Um, I think he will be lucky to have 100 yards scrimmage. Um, I I would be very hesitant to start I would be very hesitant to start um, Matt Breida this week against a very, very good Bears defense the Bears give up the fewest points to a running back the fewest they give up the fewest out of everybody in the league um I think Matt Matt I think Matt Breida is he's a tough guy he's a good player but I don't think he's that good uh next matchup I have is the Pittsburgh Steelers they take on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans at 4 25 p.m. on Sunday um I think this game has a – you know, I think this game has big potential for a shootout. So I said this about Pittsburgh and New England last week, um, and I whiffed on that one. You know, they, they kind of had an underwhelming performance. Um, I think this game is going to be different. I think that Pittsburgh and New Orleans, I'm hoping that these offenses um, can, can really produce – I think that there is opportunity here for both of these offenses to thrive. Um, give me as much of this game as possible. Okay. I am trying to, um, you know, I own, you know, I got, I have quite a few Steelers in my leagues. Um, I, have, I have a few, I have quite a few players from the Steelers in, in in my leagues. I have quite a few players from the new Orleans saints in my leagues. I'm trying to get as much of this game as possible. Um, I know that, We've seen some low scores from these teams recently, but I think that there's a good opportunity for these teams to get back on track. As far as their offense goes, um, this particular week, I think that, um, on the Pittsburgh side, I'm starting big Ben. Um, I'm starting obviously Antonio Brown. I'm starting Juju Smith Schuster. Um, it seems that James Connor is out. Um, last I heard, he was not going to play in this game. This is something that's worth monitoring. Um, but if he does not play, then Jalen Samuels is the guy. I consider him an RB one this week. Um, that is my analysis for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, really, if they're playing, then you are starting them. If you are needing a tight end, um, I would not. I would not feel good about starting one of the tight ends from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, the Saints, they are tough. On tight ends, so they do they do give up the sixth fewest uh, points to the tight end position. So I would not feel good about starting Vance McDonald or Jesse James this week. Um, I I do not feel good about starting either one of those. I I would I would look elsewhere for other options. As far as the New Orleans Saints go, um, you're pretty much starting everybody from that side um, for the most part. I think you have to you know Drew Brees. He's probably burned here the past couple weeks, but I think you got to throw him out there. Um, I, I think this is somebody that you still have to, um, you still have to throw out there and, and just kind of hope for the best. So, um, the Steelers give up the 11th most points to the quarterback position. Um, that's not great, but it's better than what you know than some other options out there. Um, I think that I'm, I'm. I'm. This is very anecdotal, but I think that. Drew Brees gets back on track this week. He's going to be back home. He's going to be back in New Orleans. Um, I think that he has a good game here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, With that being said, I think Michael Thomas also has a good day here. Um, You know, Michael Thomas kind of had an underwhelming uh, game last week. Um, Not a bad game necessarily, but not what you had hoped for. You were hoping for probably a bigger game. Um, So I, I think that I think that he gets back on track this week against the Steelers. Um the Steelers are kind of middle of the pack as far as wide receiver fantasy points go. Um but this is Michael Thomas here. Okay. Michael Thomas, he's a stud. Um you know, this is a good offense. I know it hasn't shown they haven't showed it the past couple weeks, but um I think they get back on track here. Um I I'm 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 optimistic about Michael Thomas this week. As far as the running backs for New for the New Orleans Saints go. Um, The, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they, they are because of their division, you know, they're, they're from the quote unquote black and blue division. Um, They do pride themselves on stopping the run. Okay. Um, I'm hesitant about starting Mark Ingram because I think he is very touchdown dependent. You know, his big games this, this season have been because of touchdowns. Um, you know, so I'm hesitant about starting him, but Alvin Kamara, he's a different running back. You know, he does catch the ball out of the backfield. He's just more versatile. Um, I think that he bucks this trend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to score. So, um, I'm optimistic about starting Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Um, I'm, I'm less optimistic about starting Mark Ingram this week. I think he's just too touchdown dependent. Um, and, um, as far as Benjamin Watson goes, um, I think he's just too inconsistent. I would not be trusting him. Um, especially in my championship week for my fantasy league. The next matchup I have is the, um, Kansas city chiefs take on the Seattle Seahawks at 8:20 on Sunday. Um, this is another game I'm actually pretty excited about. Um, I, I think that I'm not as excited about this one as the other two I mentioned earlier in this episode. Um, But I think that um, the Seattle Seahawks, they're coming off an embarrassing loss. They're coming off an embarrassing loss against the 49ers. I think that they are going to come back out with a vengeance. And I think that this could be a decent game here. So uh, we'll start on the Kansas city side. So the chiefs, um, you know, there, there are a lot of set it and forget it type of players for the chiefs. So, Um, you know, you're obviously starting Patrick Mahomes, you are starting Travis Kelsey, you're starting Tyreek Hill. I know Tyreek Hill is banged up. Um, you know, he's got, he's dealing with a couple different injuries, um, including an ankle and a wrist, but if he plays, you are playing him. So I know you may be disappointed with his production last week, but to be fair, this is what Tyreek Hill is a little bit. Okay. He is a little bit boom or bust. Is he the number one receiver? In fantasy right now, yes, he is. But that's because he's had some huge games. That is why he is the number one wide receiver in fantasy this year. So I think that you are starting him this week, and you are hoping that he booms. Um, As far as the running back situation goes in uh, Kansas City, I think this is a little murky. So, um, you know, Spencer Ware, he is listed currently as doubtful against the Seahawks. If he's listed as doubtful... He probably isn't playing. Um, with you know, if he is not playing, then I think that Damian Williams is a guy that has to, has to, has to be in your lineup. Um, this offense is too good for him not to be in your lineup. He absolutely blew. He absolutely blew up um, when he played the Chargers just recently. I think that he has to be in your lineup this week. The Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, they have a good defense but as far as fantasy points go, they don't have that good of a defense. So, um, you know, they are not that good against running backs. I think this offense is too good to leave Damian Williams out of your lineup if Spencer Ware is out. Now, this is what I will say about the the, the Chiefs running back situation. So, you know, I think that historically um Andy Reid has relied on one guy. He does not he's not a guy that that tends to, you know, really split carries, but at the same time, I, I don't really, um, I don't really see a scenario where Damian Williams doesn't get more run after what he did against the Chargers. You know, he 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 had a good game against the Chargers. I think he's a better fit for this offense, if I'm being honest, because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, Spencer Ware. You know, it seems like he is more of a First and second down back goal line back. Um, I would not be all that surprised if Spencer Ware was regulated to goal line duties, and Damian Williams was the was the the guy that was getting the majority of the snaps because of the versatility. So that is just as a very anecdotal analysis, you know, that I just gave. But um, you know, I think that you know that is what I've kind of seen from. Um, you know, just, just just from that one game against the Chargers, um, you know, I could see, I could see that happening in the future. So, um, I think if Spencer Ware plays, then you probably need to be playing him. But it doesn't look like he's going to play. He's listed as doubtful. You know, typically when players are listed as doubtful, that means they're not playing. Um, as far as the Seahawks go, I, um, for once. I feel pretty good um, about Russell Wilson, okay, so, um, you know, and, in, in, you know, I have Russell Wilson in one of my leagues, and, you know, it's been one of those seasons where, you know, I've, I've been starting him pretty much every week, but I've been nervous about it every week, because I just feel like the volume, um, the volume isn't there, and he and just can't keep up the production on just so few passes each week, so um, I think this is a different case this week. I think that, I think Seattle probably gets behind in this game, and they're going to be forced to throw in this game. So I see Russell Wilson having a good day here. I think he's going to have to—he's going to have to pass. He may have to use his legs a little bit. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to have to put the team on his back a little bit and try to get them, um, try to keep them in this game. So I think this is good for Russell Wilson. I think this is good for Doug Baldwin. So um, they were both starts for me this week. I think Tyler Lockett. Is a decent play this week as well, but I, I much rather prefer Doug Baldwin. I think Doug Baldwin is the guy that that um, is the guy that Russell Wilson really prefers in the end zone. I think he has the better chance to get in the end zone. Um, so I, I would be okay with starting Tyler Lockett, but I would feel much better about starting a guy like Doug Baldwin. Chris Carson, you got to start Chris Carson, of course. He's really the guy that I um, I really really like from the Seattle um, offense this week. The Kansas City Chiefs um, are very, very generous to the running back position. They give up the third most fantasy points to running back. So you got to get find a way, um, if you haven't already done so, you got to find a way to get Chris Carson in your lineup. And lastly, we have the Denver Broncos taking on the Oakland Raiders in Oakland Monday Night Football. Um, this is, you know... If there was ever a game I didn't want to watch on Monday Night Football, this would be the game. Um, I'm not interested in watching this game. However, I will be watching it because, um, you know, fantasy. You know, I want to want to watch it because it, it will likely have fantasy implications um, on my game, on my matchup. Um, you know, this is a uh, this is one of those games that um, it makes me nervous. It makes me very very nervous because I feel like there are a lot of outcomes for this game. So. The Denver Broncos, who didn't really have a good offense to begin with, I feel like their offense has gotten even worse over the past several weeks. So, um, you know, it all started with Demarius Thomas. So Demarius Thomas was traded away. And then Emmanuel Sanders um, was put on injury reserve from an ankle – or from an Achilles injury, rather. And I feel like ever since that happened with Emmanuel Sanders – this offense just really, really lacks playmakers, and it's very, very apparent. So um, this offense has lost a lot of juice, um, and specifically, it makes me lose a little bit of confidence in Philip Lindsay. Okay, so I think Philip Lindsay is the most fantasy-relevant player um, on this team. It makes me very, very nervous to, to, to start Philip Lindsay and rely on him, In my championship week. So I actually talked about this last week. Phillip Lindsey, it just makes me nervous. It makes me nervous that this offense is being managed by Case Keenum. Um, You know, their number one and number two wide receivers um, are gone in Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, They're relying on a bunch of first year wide receivers. You know, I imagine that a lot of defensive coordinators are going to stack the box against Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman and they're going to say okay Broncos if you're going to beat us it's going to be co- because Case Keenum just dices us up we're not going to let Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay beat us that is what is making me very very nervous and i feel like i was right about Philip Lindsay last this past week Philip Lindsay has you know other than his his uh his his game earlier, other than his ejection earlier in the year, he has his worst game of the year this past week. Um, I'm very very nervous about Phillip Lindsay this week. I he's a guy that I'm in all likelihood I'm probably going to start this week just because the matchup is a good one. Um, you know, the Oakland the Oakland Raiders defense they give up the seventh most points to the seventh most fantasy points to the running back position, but I can't tell you, you know, I'm starting him. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told you last week. I'm starting him, but I don't feel great about it. I'm very, very nervous about this offense. I feel like there is the potential for Philip Lindsay to have a very, very pedestrian game. And at the same time, because of the matchup with the Raiders, I feel like he could have a very good game. So I'm going to take a similar approach to what I did with David Johnson or what I told you about David Johnson in that, you know, you probably need a big week from your players this week to win your fantasy matchup. You know, if you're relying on somebody like, um, you know, if you've been relying on a guy like David Johnson or Philip Lindsay. So I think you got to swing for the fences and hope that they boom this particular week. Um, just hope that everything works out and, and, and let the chips fall wherever they may. So, Um, so again, just so you guys have full clarity on how I feel, I'm starting Philip Lindsay this week, but I don't feel great about it. As far as the Raiders side goes, really the only offensive players that I'm interested in this week are Jared Cook and Jordy Nelson. So Jared Cook, um, you know, he has been one of those, one of these guys we've kind of forgotten about recently because he hasn't done as well as he did at the beginning of the year. But, you know, Jared Cook, um, you know, uh, the the tight end position this year has just been completely decimated. And, you know, not to mention the Broncos are actually very – it's a very favorable matchup for tight ends. So the Broncos give up the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, You know, I actually feel pretty decent about Jared Cook this week. He's tight end five on the year. Um, The only thing that I am discouraged about really is that he kind of put up a stinker against the Broncos in week two of this year. So he had four receptions for 49 yards, but I think at this point, you know, you may not have better options. Um, You know, if there, if there was a decent um, if there was a decent tight end on uh, that, you could pick up on waivers. They were probably already picked up at this point. Um, You know, if you have an Eric Ebron in your team, or, you know, if you have, you know, one of those other um, perennial, you know, tight end talents, then obviously you're going to start one of them. Um, But, you know, if I had the option between like Jared Cook and Cameron Brait, or Jared Cook and um, Chris Herndon, um, you know, I, I would probably go Jared Cook, you know, just because there aren't a lot of pass catchers in this offense. I would be okay with starting Jared cook. And if he lays an egg, he lays an egg. Um, As far as Jordy Nelson goes, you know, recently the Broncos have been giving up quite a few points to the wide receiver position. So I think that this continues. Um, I think Jordy Nelson, you know, while he's not the guy he used to be, I think he probably still has a little bit left in the tank. Um, You know, if nothing else, just because of pure volume, I think he has a decent day here. Um, I'm interested to see how this game script goes. These are two bad teams um, I don't see there uh, there being a lot of fireworks in this game. It is Monday Night Football, but I don't know if that actually bodes well for these teams. In fact, I think that puts a little more pressure on them. Um, so I, I don't anticipate there being a whole lot of fireworks in this game. Um, but I think Jordy Nelson could be, you know, a guy. You know, if you're just looking for a, a volume play, you know, maybe you're an Odell Beckham Jr. owner, owner and you don't have any other better options. I would be okay with sticking. Jordy Nelson in there and hoping for the best. All right, guys, that does it for our show today. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the show. I wish you guys the best of luck in your week 16 matchup, Uh, likely probably your championship this week. Um, You know, if your championship is next week, if if you're one of those leagues where championships are uh, week 17, then don't don't worry. I'm still going to come back with other content next week. Um, I will be doing another episode here in the near future. Um, to help, hopefully help you out with your Week 17 matchup. But until then, hope you guys have an excellent week. I wish you guys a Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will speak to you guys very, very soon. All right, see you guys.
0: Peace out. What's your fantasy football podcast? Fantasy rankings, fantasy projections, Fantasy news, fantasy advice, all for your fantasy team. Fantasy Football Podcast. This fantasy football podcast is recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh. What's your fantasy yo